Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Hello and welcome to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Tori Phantom. And I'm Gwena Lathland. This podcast goes out to all the parents who have already started or finished their holiday shopping. And to all the parents who will be buying their last gift on Christmas Eve from the gas station. Yeah, I'm, I'm both. Same. Like, I think I got it, but I'm, I'm going to realize no, at the always, last minute I missed or something. you buy something after Christmas and you're like, oh, I forgot about it. Like, no, I, I didn't order it to the 27th, my bad. <laughs> Okay, so I do got to say, before we get started, we are recording against my will today, mainly because I think you should be in bed. I mean, (laughs) yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. I'm sitting. It's the same. You see, what had happened was I have kids in public school, which I also like to call the Petri dish. The Petri dish. Petri dish of doom. Yeah. And I watched the one of them get sick. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Mm mm-hmm, okay. And then the next day, the other one got sick. Uh-huh. And then I had two sick, right? And I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. It's, uh, it's like looking into the crystal ball into mm-hmm. the future. And mm-hmm. the future's bad, right? And then and then the third one got sick. And I went, oh, my, my hours are numbered. And then it hit me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. But it's also like you get to, it's that fun part of the future where you watch the trajectory of your kid's right. illness and you're like, okay, like it's only going to be three days. No. See, you think that, but you are now in your thirties. It took them three days. You're going to be sick for the next two and a half weeks. Damn it. I know. I'm sorry. Stop reminding me I'm in my thirties. You always are right about this and I hate it. <laughs> it's so, like, I'm turning 30. I'm fine. Nothing hurts. You're like, nah, the day you turn 30, you're going to have something that starts hurting. Three days later, my shoulder hit me and I was like, going on. <laughs> I, I have a weather knee. I got that for my 30th birthday. My knee can tell when, when the weather is changing. It's stupid. I hate it. And I would prefer not to have that superpower. Anyway, we got to start the timer. So I made the internet mad. Oh, how how this time? How this time? <laughs> it's not the first time I pissed off the internet. Well, you're no. on the internet, so someone is mad. So right. If That's someone science. doesn't hate you, are you on social media? Right. Um, <laughs> So, no, I, this time, made the internet mad because I set up my Christmas tree in November. How dare you? I know. The, the audacity. audacity. You had something in your own? It's before Thanksgiving. Y'all, I'm still going to, I'm still going to celebrate Thanksgiving with the Christmas tree in the corner. Like, nothing. <laughs> the turkey will still cook if there's red and green decorations hanging on my wall. Are you sure? I, Have you proven this? Yes. Okay. Yearly. Annually. Right. Allowed. Every I allow year. it. I'm not, I'm not mad. I am, I am the exact opposite of you. Yes. Because I In actually, many ways, but yeah, continue. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not good at decorating. You know that you've received countless texts from me. How do I like, de- how do you hang a post? How do you hang a picture on your wall? 
do I need a, is this a thumbtack situation? I don't know. And I don't, I just don't decorate much. And so when it comes to Christmas, I do put up a tree. It's been tradition in my family to do that on Black Friday. Mm -hmm. There's been a couple years. I wait till like two weeks before Christmas. I do love the vibes of Christmas decor. Yeah. But when it's in my own house, I kind of burn out on it and then it doesn't feel special anymore. For me, it starts to feel like clutter. Yeah, and especially no, when you have like the garland on the tree and stuff and it starts to come apart because I mean, I'm <laughs> buying mine at the dollar store, you know, and then I'm like constantly sweeping it. Are you a, a live tree or a fake tree? I want you to look in your heart <laughs> <laughs> and answer that question for yourself. It's a fake tree. It's a fake tree. <laughs> There's a fake tree. <laughs> Your executive would not function enough no. to care oh for a live goodness. one. No, you think I'd remember to water it? That would be horrible. Okay, okay, but but we can't talk about Christmas because we're going to piss off the part of the internet that I already yeah. pissed off. We should talk about we should talk about Thanksgiving because I think that's why everyone is mad at me because it feels like I'm skipping Thanksgiving and I'm very much not. Yeah, I I love hate Thanksgiving. Really. It's, well, I don't really hate it. I honest, Maybe I just love it. Let me elaborate. Yeah. I've got a sick <laughs> like, brain, that was okay? super clear. I, I completely yeah. follow and understood everything you just said. Got it. <laughs> it's, it's, I love that my kids get a few days off from school where we can just vibe and nothing is expected. Yes. I love eating. I Same. love pie. Same. So, and I love the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. I look forward to it every single year. I would never go in person. Not for me. I love watching it on TV. But I feel like the the thing I hate about it is the pressure. Mm-hmm. The pressure to have this big family and get together. And I don't have that. So I think in past years, I've always felt kind of like bummy about it. Yeah. Because you yeah. have like a giant family, don't you? I know. Well, Yes, I do. The answer is yes. But the reason I sort of stumble around on it is it is very new for me to have a big giant family. So growing up, it was just my mom and I for the longest time. My dad Mm -hmm. dipped when my parents divorced when I was nine. My dad dipped when I was 11. So it was just my mom and me. Her parents lived all the way across the country. And my dad's parents just forgot about me, I guess. But (laughs) it was just her and me. Well, and what that looked like is there there's too much traditional thanksgiving food for two people like there's no way to like pair that down how do you make a whole turkey for two right like even if you like just get a turkey loaf or just a turkey breast when you add the stuffing and the yams and the green bean casserole and the smattering of veggies and the pies and like that's still a lot of food for two people yeah and we were broke broke man (laughs) like we were we were broke broke. Right. There were a couple of years that it was, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas. Pick one, kid, because mm. we can't afford both. Yeah. Christmas, for sure Christmas. Right, of course. Um, but when I got married, I was thrown into the deep end, violently yeeted into the <laughs> deep end of a ridiculously large and complex structure of a family. Because there are step-siblings and step-parents and step-grandparents and step-aunts and uncles, plus a whole bunch of aunts and uncles and cousins. you have everyone wear name tags? I need to. My ADHD has been in this family for a decade, and I still don't know half of their names. It's too many. It's too too many many people. people. (laughs) It's too many people. Thanksgiving 
is a beautiful nightmare to me. <laughs> um, I, I, I like I like the food, but there's yeah. so many people. See that for me. Growing up, Thanksgiving was my favorite, right? Mm-hmm. I had a rough childhood, but Thanksgiving was my mom's holiday. Her and my aunt yeah. split the holidays. My aunt got Christmas. My mom got Thanksgiving. And that was the best day of the year in my house. Mm-hmm. It was so like I always knew today is going to be a good day. Right. And so I loved it. And my mom would go all out and always cook something new. And she had these games she would come up with where she'd have everyone over. We'd have 30 people in the house. And she'd have uh, a big bowl with everyone's name in it. And you'd pass the bowl around. And whoever's name you drew, you had to say something you were thankful for them. Like a reason you were thankful. Like it was so special. Do you still do that with your kids now? No. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But we we do that like all year, you know, like we we don't need that. Yeah, it's different. Different vibes. But (laughs) every year after Thanksgiving dinner as a family, like 30 of us would just go take a walk together down the road. Like it was Mm -hmm. so nice and then my aunt would spend the night my mom and her would go black friday shopping like bright and early next morning we got our furbies one year because of that yeah and so that was i loved it i loved Mm -hmm. it and then you know my family kind of just for one day a year you could almost imagine your family was normal yeah right exactly (laughs) and then i grew up and i haven't had a thanksgiving with my family in like 10 years uh they don't do it anymore my family kind of you know for, for one reason or another are not mm-hmm. around yeah. some of them more morbid, but, uh, so, <laughs> and so grandma died y'all. That's the whole answer. Grandma died. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I miss her. <laughs> was, was she sort of the linchpin around which your, your family Thanksgiving sort of revolved? It was actually our family holidays. The linchpin there was between my aunt and my mother. And I lost oh, okay. my aunt about, 11 years ago and so it kind of you know yeah fell apart no, and so this year right I haven't been home to see my family in 10 mm-hmm. years and while those relationships are complicated yeah I, I'm i like I want to I want to go up and then I did the thing where you log online and you're like let me see how expensive flights are and that is the busiest travel time of the year yes and yes. I was like well I'd like to see my family but not three thousand dollars like to see my family <laughs> and then I talked to Jim and I said, well, we could stay here with your family. Who They got really mad at me the first time I had a Thanksgiving here because I was sad that there wasn't cranberry sauce. Like, I just really like it. I'm a cranberry sauce whore. Um, I'll take any any of the any above. Of any of it. So you, because uh, Jack is firmly in canned jelly. That's my preference, but I'll eat any of it. See, I and I prefer the, the lumpy soup. <laughs> I like, I put the jelly under the lumpy soup and then you just you know <laughs> yes. double the crank yeah okay that's, sorry that's back to your story <laughs> so, but i i like my in-laws uh-huh. and uh we've done thanksgiving with them mm-hmm. for so many years now mm-hmm. and then so i was feeling kind of salty not not salty <laughs> but just bummed right because i'm like right. well, i wanted to go see my family for the first time in 10 years kind of like a little tantrum yeah and so I was like, Jim, here's our options. We can spend $4,000 to go to my family. We can stay here with yours. Or I have a secret third option where we pretend it's our wedding. What does that mean? Uh, that means that we disappoint both sides of our family and do something without either of them. <laughs> 
that's, that's how we got Which married. option did you choose? The secret third option. Okay, good. We are starting a new tradition with our children, <laughs> where instead of going to a family Thanksgiving dinner, we are going to do something special instead that I will not say because safety. Right. You know, yeah. Yeah. But we're, we're going somewhere and it's going to it's going to be fun. You know, you girl math it and it's like, well, it's cheaper than flying home. Right. So and far less dramatic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so my kid has entered this new existence of personhood where she really yes. cares about her clothes. Mm-hmm. I found a solution where I'm getting higher quality items that are also affordable quince like they have they have such great quality stuff they have so many options like 100% mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50 organic cotton sweaters washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands and by partnering with top factories quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash childproof for free shipping on your order in 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash childproof to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash childproof. Do your kids ever steal toys from each other? Obviously. Do your kids ever steal each other's KiwiCo boxes? They don't steal them, but they do sometimes get in heated debates over who gets which one. Over who gets what? Yeah. KiwiCo is a subscription service that sends kids crates packed with engaging hands-on activities designed to introduce them to science, technology, and art concepts. KiwiCo sent my youngest daughter a box to build her own ukulele. Yeah, my kids are taking shifts with their KiwiCo light box art kit. And KiwiCo delivers seriously fun learning for kids of all ages through hands-on projects and activities. With nine monthly programs to choose from, KiwiCo has something for kids of all ages, ranging from infants and preschoolers to teens and beyond. Discover real science, technology, engineering, art, and math concepts through fun hands-on projects delivered to your door every month. Each crate is designed by real experts and tested by kids to ensure that every experience is age-appropriate, engaging, and seriously fun. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month on any crate line at KiwiCo.com with promo code CHILDPROOF. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code Childproof. So we keep about four to five different snack packages. You get to a point in parenting, you know, you just have to have snacks. And we have a new favorite to keep in the car. And it fits like right in my center console, the box. It's perfect. What is it? Chomps. It had not occurred to me to put chomps in the car yet. (gasps) They're perfect. Grab one out. It's a great pick me up after school because of the protein. And chomps taste so good and they really make healthy snacking easier. Every bite is bursting with bold flavor and comes in a variety of flavors for everyone. With zero sugar, up to 12 grams of protein and chompable flavors, you can take bigger, bolder, and better bites every time in the car or wherever else you're eating a chomps. Chomsticks come in nine delicious flavors, so make sure you grab a variety pack so that you can taste every flavor. Trust me, that taco flavor, you're not going to want to miss out on that one. That's actually the first one we put in the car. 
Chomps makes filling your snack cupboard or car even easier because you can order online and have them delivered straight to your door. You will still actually have to put them in your car once they've arrived at your door. You can even subscribe for ongoing savings. And right now, Chomps is offering our listeners 20% off your first order and free shipping when you go to chomps.com slash childproof. Go to chomps.com slash childproof to see all the delicious flavors and get 20% off your first order and free shipping. That's C-H-O-M-P-S dot com slash childproof. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. How do you, like obviously this time, a tradition got to fall in your lap. Like you've got the ability to do it this year and you can foresee like, no, this will just be how we handle Thanksgiving. So I... I have a thing about traditions, right? Okay. Um, I don't have a problem with traditions as long as you can tell me why or that you still feel attached to it. If at any okay. point a tradition becomes, we have to do this thing because it's tradition. Okay, why? But why are we doing it? If the only answer is because it's tradition, you don't have to do it anymore. You don't have to do it anymore. You can just stop doing it. You can make a new tradition. If you still love it, if, if it's, it's a little annoying, but like in the end of it, you still love it. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Um, keep doing it. But if it doesn't bring you any good feelings, if the, if the serotonin and dopamine has faded away and you're doing it just for the sake of the tradition. It's not a tradition anymore. It's a habit. And there's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's the thing, too, that especially folks in my boat of like, well, I had a kind of crappy childhood. And then mm-hmm. you get to adulthood and you have kids and you're going, well, I don't have the family to give you because mine kind of, you know. And <laughs> no, trust me, it's can't... better this way, kiddos. <laughs> but th- there's a guilt that that lays in. Yeah. And I had this moment with my middleist mm-hmm. that changed my entire perspective. Okay. Because as a kid, I desperately wanted this feeling of family. And I told you we had these massive Thanksgivings, but it never felt like that closeness, you know, like that mm-hmm. that that it was filled with love. I like to say, do you know the Christmas song The Seasons Upon Us by the Dropkick Murphys? Oh, yeah. And it's just like chaos and yeah. Um, that was my family holidays because yeah. uh, even the best day of the year was like chaos, right? Right. right. It was the, the fun. The chaos. tension was still there. It was just less so. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was more so because there was more people involved. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was a holiday. Uh, yeah. so I I always wanted this where I was like, I just want to have a big family. That's what mm-hmm. I wanted. And then I had kids and you can't mm-hmm. just force you can't just create one i mean we do have chosen family of course but you know Mm -hmm. what you know yeah you you don't have that huge family and i have felt bad about this for years and i've never said this Mm -hmm. to the kids because that is not their burden to bear yeah it's just one of those things where i'm like you know i wish that i had more people to to share the love of you with Mm -hmm. and my kiddo says to me the other day she was just you know talking about school and some activity they're doing and she goes mom we have a really big family. And I said, we do. And she said, yeah. She's like me and you and dad and sisters. And that's just us. That's pretty big. And then we have my uncle and my aunt and we have a, we have Uh some grandparents like that's So that's such a big family. And it occurred to me that it, it was quality over quantity. She does have a big family because she has so many people that 
deeply love her. And it I, I swear, it just flipped a switch. And if you're a parent like me who's felt bad that you don't have the family to give to your kids, you're their family. You're you're, you're, you're family. enough. You're yeah. enough. And and they they love it. They love it. They got a big family. And and here's what's great is when I married Jack, I realized this is a complete fresh start on all of the traditions. I get to pick and choose what from my childhood to keep, what from my early adulthood to keep, what to discard, what from his family to keep. Like, because we're a partnership, we got to... Like, no, we're not doing that anymore. In fact, I we have pre-planned a new tradition in our family. We can't do it yet. But one of the things, because Jack's family is enormous and has a ton of branches that come off other trees and interlace with his, yeah. and what it means is I'm pretty sure this year is the small Thanksgiving. It's what I call it. Because half of Jack's family has to go to their other families because they are also married. So they right. have in-laws. Um, yeah. I don't have anybody else to go to. Like I, my mom and I just stopped celebrating Thanksgiving <laughs> together. We do Christmas. Yeah. Um, but I am drawing from deep into my childhood because again, we couldn't do a full Thanksgiving meal. And at one point my mom just decided, you know what? We're going to have turkey and we're going to have turkey chili. So every year for Thanksgiving, we would make a pot of turkey chili and we would watch the Macy's Day Parade and the dog show after. And then we would start watching Christmas movies like you Miracle on 34th Street. dog show? Oh, yeah. We watched the dog show. The, that's like my signal to go find food. <laughs> well, I got to see Santa Claus. I'm going to go eat snacks now. My mom liked the dog show. So that became tradition. Now, that is a tradition <laughs> that I looked at and went, no, thanks. We yeah. don't watch the dog show anymore. <laughs> But growing up, we always did. But I'm going to do that fast forward a few years. When my kids have grown, when they've flown the nest, when they are out there living their own lives, I will never demand or expect that they come home for Thanksgiving. Christmas, completely different story. You had better have a damn good reason for missing Christmas with mom. If you don't show up, I will show up there, child. I, I will find you to figure out why you are not here or have told me what your other... Arra- you better have a damn good reason for not coming home for Christmas. <laughs> up to and including, I will pay for your goddamn ticket. Get your ass home. Yeah. But for Thanksgiving, I have no expectation. I am going to make a big pot of chili. I'll keep it in the crock pot. If you don't have any plans, come have chili with mom and dad. If you need to go to your girlfriend's house or your boyfriend's house or your husband or your partner or your spouse's or your wife's, go go to their family with no expectation that mom expects you to come home. You don't have to split time because that's what this large, complex family has taught me is scheduling 16 versions of in-laws and step expectations. It's a disaster. And I think as kids... You know, if we're considering the kid perspective, because I, I think this is a thing you don't have speaking on. It was just you and your mom. Right. Now, I had a not a large family, but decent enough size. And there was mom's side and dad's side. Mm-hmm. And there was so many obligations. And for me as a kid, especially knowing the dysfunction that was happening, mm-hmm. the holidays, it was like, this is going to be an exciting day. I'm so tired. Can people be quiet? Yeah. It's so, you know, because it was like, okay, so this day we're here and this day we're here and this mm-hmm. day we're going to split between the two. And it was a lot. And yeah. I think, you know, as adults, we can recognize when we're like, this is a lot of running and I'm tired. And yeah. that can be more for kiddos. Yeah. 
They don't have the processing skills. They don't have the regulation tools and they're just along for the ride. They don't have the autonomy to say, can we not? Well, and the number of times that we've had to be like, okay, are you having fun with your cousins? Cool. Get your shoes on. We got to go to see the other cousins. Let's go. Go, go, go. We're on a timetable. (laughs) This is what I learned here in Kentucky because I'm from New York. Okay. Uh And when my parents said it's time to go, we left. (laughs) <laughs> no, you have the Southern uh, goodbyes. Now I've learned Did about, you learn about the Southern goodbyes. goodbyes? <laughs> yes, that means, hey, it's time to go. I'm going to stand with my hand on the doorknob for 45 minutes. And have six conversations yes. that could have easily been had an hour ago. And the kids have already taken their shoes back off. You yeah. know, they're like, oh, we're staying. And so now you have to restart the whole <laughs> yes. process. And yeah. you're there. So saying goodbye on a holiday in the South takes two hours, mm-hmm. I've learned. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you finally get to the car and somebody... Somebody's aunt comes out. Comes did to the you get, comes to the window. Did you yeah. did you get some cornbread to take home? Come back in here. Let me get you some leftovers. We can't eat all this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jim's family they they bring to go containers that they yes. set up like next to like whoever's hosting has the to go containers that like you are expected if you leave empty handed that's offensive. Yeah. One year my mother in law <laughs> forwent the china and this is big. She did not get out the holiday china. In fact, she just bought those Rubbermaids with the red lids, the take yeah. and toss. That's what we ate out of. And then we were expected to refill it to take it home. I honestly love that. I know. It's kind of great. It's kind of brilliant. Yeah. Like she and she she even she she sprung for the divided ones. Yeah. So you like if oh. you're a, a no food toucher. Oh you goodness. had little compartments to keep things separate. That's like an early Christmas present if you get to take one of those home. Right? Yeah. Right? Because now awesome. you've got a lunch container. <laughs> or you didn't buy it. So if you let it rot in the fridge, it's fine. You just throw it out. That's the joke that we have in our house is we try to eat leftovers. There's some things we're always going to eat. Mm-hmm. But we have this joke in our house. Like if I'm like, I'm in the mood for eggplant. I want to get an eggplant. And Jim's like, you know, it has been a while since we've let one of those rot in the fridge. <laughs> It's artichoke for me. Yeah. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll see an artichoke yeah. in the store. I'll be like, I'm going to steam that and I'm going to eat it. And three weeks later, I'm going to toss this moldy corpse out. Uh-huh. And then you're like, what does that smell? Oh, the oh. smell of that ambition I had that one day. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't smell so a, good now. I was a different person in the store than the <laughs> right. one that came oh, home always. with the artichoke. Absolutely. It looked different on the shelf. I got it home and now my <laughs> kitchen. I got it prep. Mm, no, nah, I'm good. I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it in a couple days. Wait, how long uh, does it take to steam it? Fuck, never mind. No, yeah, I'm good. I'm so good. 20 minutes? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't have that in me. So you know that I own a burnt baguette in the shape of a dachshund named Rosalind, right? Yes. I got this dog, and when I adopted her, I had to drive two hours one way to pick her up, Mm -hmm. and then two hours back the other way to pick her up. Whose dog is Rosalind? Is it your husband's dog now? Yeah, it's Jack's. It's my (laughs) husband's Jack's. Do you know what he told me about yesterday? What? ASPCA health insurance for pets. It's not your dog. You just want to make sure she's taken care of. The ASPCA pet health insurance program offers customizable accident and illness plans, making it easier for pet parents like you and Jack to to help you get your pet the care they might need. The ASPCA pet health insurance program has been around for over 18 years, and they've helped more than 600,000 pets during that time. They allow you to customize your plan, helping ensure that your pet's plan is as unique as they are. Vet bills can really, really add up. It's simple. Use their app to submit a claim and you'll receive reimbursement for eligible vet bills directly into your bank account. 
To explore coverage, visit ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash childproof. That's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash childproof. Again, that's ASPCAPetInsurance.com slash childproof. This is a paid advertisement. Insurance is underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by PTZ Insurance Agency Limited. The ASPCA is not an insurer and is not engaged in the business of insurance. You know, Gwena, I am getting hungry. I'm always hungry. I have to squeeze in a meal time before I go get my kids. I'm so excited. Do you know what I have? Is it a hungry root? Do you have a hungry root for you? I have a hungry root ready to eat chicken tikka masala. And it's so good. I am now jealous because I did not know that Hungry Root had chicken tikka masala in one of their ready meals. It's the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door, and you have full control of what they send you. You take a fun, short quiz, and Hungry Root will get to know you, your goals, and how you like to eat. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. The best selection of good for your body good for your brain snacks. Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your tastes. Take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks and sweets and much more. And right now, Hungry Root is offering childproof listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com childproof to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash childproof. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. Did you know that kids eat 1,095 meals every year? The best part is that we parents have the grand honor of making sure they're fed each and every one. Honestly, the responsibility kind of sucks sometimes, but we're here with some real help and camaraderie too. We're Stacy and Megan, hosts of Didn't I Just Feed You, a weekly podcast that gets real about what it takes to feed our families. We're two longtime food professionals who between us have worked on five cookbooks, two television shows, countless stories for publications like Better Homes and Gardens and thekitchen.com. Despite all of this work experience, at the end of the day, We, too, are just two working parents who also get tired making meals happen at home. Tune in to Didn't I Just Feed You for kitchen tricks, product recommendations, and tons of meal ideas, like how to turn nachos into a legit family dinner. Get inspired by our bi-weekly What We're Cooking and Eating Now series, or check out How to Get Your Cooking Mojo Back for even more ideas. Do you you ever wonder, right, because we have these memories of our own childhoods. Mm-hmm. Do you ever wonder what our kids are going to take from the holiday traditions and the effort we put into things? Because no, but now I'm having an existential to, crisis we, trying to figure out. As we know, we don't get to pick what our kids remember in the right. same way that we've all said something to our parents that was totally benign. Like, yeah, that time that we did that, it was so special to me. And your parent is like, what? we did really? what? Did yeah. we do that? Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't remember doing that at all. That's a core memory for me, mom. (laughs) I learned to play guitar because of Mm -hmm. my family holidays. Because my uncle, much like myself, could not handle the chaos and loudness of my family. Yeah. But he played guitar. Mm -hmm. So at the family functions, he'd bring his guitar and he'd just play guitar the whole time because he is now entertainment. No one's going to bother him. No one's going to talk to him. And I would sit at his feet. And then at 11 years old, I said, I'm going to play too. And that next year, I picked up his guitar and played him a song. And it was the coolest moment, right? He doesn't remember a damn moment of that, does he? Well, he's dead now. Okay, what's (laughs) that? 
before he died, did he remember uh, yeah, that? Yeah, no, Torrance? he used to tease me because all I played was Green Day for like four years. <laughs> Fair. I, yeah. That scans, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, I do. I know full well because Abby will never let me live this down. I did the thing where I, the first time I cooked a turkey, uh, Jack and I were already together. I had never cooked a full turkey before that. Yeah. And I knew because I watched Food Network, I knew just to shove vegetables in there inside the turkey, you don't actually eat the stuff you stuff the turkey with. That just keeps it moist and gives it some aromatics, right? So I knew. So I took green apples and raisins and red onion and carrots and shoved them in there. And then when I finished cooking the turkey, it actually turned out great. I pulled all of the stuffing out so we could carve it without it just going everywhere. And that's when I discovered the entire bag, thankfully in a paper bag, of the gizzards and the neck. Oh. I did the thing where I did not know that's where they put those things. Yeah. Because I did find the little packet of gravy that came with this particular turkey. It was on the outside. So I was like, oh, well, that's clearly what this, no, it was still inside the bird. And Abby, to this day, it's like, hey, remember the time you cooked the turkey's guts? Yes, mm-hmm. I do remember that. Thank yeah. you. So I'm pretty sure that's one of the memories that she's just going to live with. I have sensory issues and I'm just kind of, I don't eat a lot of meat, but I was mm-hmm. responsible for Thanksgiving two years and I was like, yeah, I can cook a turkey. <sighs> and it, there is, there is video evidence of this on TikTok of me prepping my turkeys. I, <laughs> I was so disgusted. I ended up, I couldn't even eat it because I was so grossed out by having to manhandle it and put like butter. And I was like, oh no, I can't do it. I can't do it. And so it changed, it changed turkey for me after that. I was like t- traumatized by, by the turkey. Jim made it once and he salt brined it. And then he yeah. went to make a gravy from the drippings and he Ooh. didn't, uh-huh. That's, that's I don't not, let him live that one down. No, that's that's not how that works. Um, that's not. <laughs> this isn't this isn't a, a cooking podcast, so we're not going to go into it. But if you have salt brine the turkey, please don't make the. It's going to be really salty, y'all. It's just it's just salt gravy at that point. It's not. <laughs> but do you like Thanksgiving food beyond? Do you like turkey, like no. the bird to eat it, not to no. cook it, to eat it? No. I like it for about three bites, and then I'm like. <laughs> That's great. Never mind. I'm good till next year. I'm so good. <laughs> I I don't like turkey. Um, I don't really like green bean casserole, which is weird because I like crispy onions and mushroom and green bean, but you put them together in green bean casserole. And I know I'm aware that as an American, I am speaking utter blasphemy. Someone else is going to be mad at me for not liking turkey or green bean casserole. I'm an, I'm an Oklahoma I've never girl. had green... I never had green bean casserole until I moved to like the Midwest South. And, and I think it might be like a Midwest it. thing that's like expanded yeah. to the coasts now. But anyway, no, I don't like it. I don't really like yams. Um, in fact, I used to get in trouble as a kid because my mom would make me take a little bit of everything. That was the rule mm-hmm. is when we have something and periodically she would make stuff. And we did have some Thanksgivings. Um but she would make me take a little bit. And when I say a little bit, I'm talking like a teaspoon of everything yeah. just to try it. It was just a sample plate and then I could decide what to get more of. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I love that idea. Points for mom. Right. It depends on the kid. Not every kid is going to respond to that. You can't just insist. No, I do. But... I do it with my littles. Yeah. It's yeah. just just the tiniest little, not even a mouthful, an amuse-bouche. Just, yeah. 
just, just yeah, a, two a out little. of three of mine, that would work great. But the third, if I tried to do that, she wouldn't need anything. She'd be anything. so stressed. Never out mind. I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. I've never been hungry. Uh, yeah. Food is not necessary for nourishment. Uh, right. This is just how I die now. Okay. So we're, you we're tried everything now. We're, we're circling back. I can focus. We totally. Yeah, I got this. Everything. I have a fever. <laughs> but... <laughs> the most unhinged thanksgiving episode <laughs> so i used to get in trouble because i would request the yams and so my mom would put like a kid-sized scoop of yams on my uh plate and our yams were the t- kind that was uh coated with marshmallows i would yeah, just eat the marshmallows the off of it and then of just course. leave the yams like every child ever yeah, yeah. that's the way to do it <laughs> but but again we were really poor Aww. so we didn't have clean plate club, but we had, you better be damn sure you're going to eat everything on your plate, which is why my mom made me do the sampler bites. Oh, so we're not sense, wasting yeah. food because I'm only mm-hmm. taking that which I am willing to eat. And then she would be really careful with the portions. You can always ask yeah. for seconds, but you can't put yeah. back if you took too much. So, okay, fair enough. That's valid. I, I got in trouble for only eating the marshmallows. And to this day, I have made... Uh, yam casserole or sweet potato casserole or snow topped yams, whatever you want to call them, whatever is the correct name for them where you live. I still just want to eat the marshmallows. <laughs> Same. Uh, so I have this thing with Thanksgiving dinner food. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's, I like a lot of the foods if they are a side dish to regular meals. When you go to the Thanksgiving spread and you have mashed potatoes and stuffing mm-hmm. and mac and cheese here in the South, I, mean, I never had that in the North, and have you have and your cranberry sauce here. and you have mm-hmm. your green bean casserole and you have all the, I burn out on the mush. Yeah. I need, I need texture. Yeah. And so there's only so much I can eat where I don't have to chew any of it. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not that I don't like the flavors. I just crave a bite not a spoon like some crunch so to this day from the time i was a child to now my thanksgiving plate is some turkey Mm -hmm. mashed potatoes Mm -hmm. mashed potato i put gravy on it now i didn't like gravy till a few years ago i was very very picky eater as a child and uh cranberry sauce and a dinner roll yeah that's that's it unless there is an actual like steamed or roasted vegetable i will eat that because i i want the texture i really like vegetables now see and that's like the steamed and roasted vegetables buttered roasted smoked caramelized whatever you did to the vegetable that's not thanksgiving food to me so when people ask do you like so you want the mush no 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 I want the vegetables. They're just not Thanksgiving foods to me. So do I like roasted squash? Yeah, love it. But why are we only relegating that to think? My family tends to only make it for Thanksgiving. Well, Mm. my husband's family. I'm going to specify in this instance, my husband's family only makes certain vegetables for... Yeah, my mom always made rutabaga for Thanksgiving. I don't even know how you make rutabaga. I'm not she sure would, that I could visually like, identify a rutabaga. They're, they're no, a strange looking vegetable and she would make a mash with it in the same way that you would do mashed potatoes, but it was rutabaga. Okay. Yeah. That sounds... Thanksgiving vegetable. I cannot tell if that sounds good or bad because I I have to admit there's a knowledge gap in what the fuck a rutabaga is. <laughs> Just okay. dropping new vegetables for you. There you go. I'm going to learn what a rutabaga <laughs> is. That might be content later. <laughs> Gwenna learns what a vegetable is. 
Wait, so what you're saying is that for you, Thanksgiving food is defined as the food you only eat on Thanksgiving? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I'll, yeah, I'll, that's fine. I'll take that. Yeah, okay. there, there are certain, eggnog is a Christmas food. Yes, you can probably get eggnog all year round, but eggnog, My kids are already getting into eggnog because Jim got it, and I'm like, I will not drink this. Abby came home with Halloween eggnog. I was like, I recognize that this is fine, but it, no, yeah. It's wrong to me. It's it apple cider a law time. of nature yeah. here. It's, it's time for apple cider right now, my friend. <laughs> I also made apple cider, but yeah, Abby came home with Halloween eggnog. I was like, ah, <laughs> it was just eggnog. It was just a right. black card instead yeah. of a green card. But I was like, I hey. have pumpkin eggnog in the fridge right now. And I'm like, Ew. it actually, I, I tasted it and it actually tastes like uh, a pumpkin pie mixed with pumpkin cheesecake. Like, it's not bad. It's just, I don't know. Somehow right. that doesn't make it feel better. Yeah. It's because it's eggnog. It's <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. That was our timer. We're ending on pumpkin eggnog. That's the last thing we got. To- <laughs> we should watch the clock better before we drop pumpkin yeah, eggnog that, into the chat. I, I mean, someone has to drink it, right? <laughs> but please, not me. Send it's us- not going to be me. Send us your favorite flavor of eggnog and your favorite Thanksgiving <laughs> traditions to childproof at fetches.com. Be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram. I'm Mama Cusses. They are Tori Phantom. And definitely follow Betches Moms as well. And so you don't miss an episode, be sure to subscribe to Childproof on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple and Spotify. We love hearing from you. And remember, sometimes our kids are assholes. And sometimes it's us. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacow and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram. And send us your email at childproof at Betches.com. Batches.